for SEN America. This is the SEN NFL Podcast. Hello and welcome to the SEN NFL Podcast. I'm your host again, James Arthur. I'm joined by former NFL superstar Chris Bryan. Thanks for being here, mate. You're welcome. Thanks for hosting. Now, we are here on a Saturday today. We had a, a few hiccups last night. I had a wedding I had to attend. I was the, the man of honor. No, it wasn't my wedding. I was the best man, which is the most important part of a wedding, in my opinion. Yep. And Chris had his presentation night. I did, yes. So, I did. And Big Richie, I think he was at Matilda again. Yeah, he actually went to the on-call presentation. He, he did. And then, as you'll notice, he's actually not here again today, Richard. He's, um, he's gone to another pantomime of the... Of the uh, of the Matilda show, so that starts at two. So he just couldn't get there today. He's really enjoying his Matilda lately. I think, yeah, he's definitely showing that uh, he's he's in touch with that that side of him, and he likes the arts and the theatre. And um, you know, Coach Richard is is doing his best. He's multifaceted. That's one thing we can say about him. He yeah. gets it. Yep, he, he gets is. every avenue of life. Just whatever keeps him happy, doesn't it? I know. Keep the wife happy. Exactly. Happy wife, happy life. And he doesn't have a wife yet, so I don't know what he's doing. He's got to wait to be married to keep him happy. Yeah, if you exactly. make him happy early, then they expect it for the rest well, of their it. lives. You can't. you got to... You gotta, set, you, set them up for some disappointment early so they know it's not always going to be right. perfect. And then when you do do it, it's a surprise. Exactly. Like she's going to expect it now forever. Exactly. Well, that's our words of wisdom on marriage. <laughs> uh, we've got a big show today. We're going to discuss the Friday night game. Then we're going to head over and preview all our shows for upcoming for Monday and the Tuesday... Not the Tuesday night game, just for the Monday game. So uh, it's our 65th episode. We are 65. coming up on that 100 very quickly. I think on the 100, we need to make sure it's a Friday night, have a couple of beers afterwards Definitely. and celebrate. Let's see if we can get a slab of Budweiser's in here or something. I'm sure SEN will, will, put in, will chip oh. in and get us a slab for all we've done for them. Absolutely no you know? doubt about it. The the amount of knowledge we bring to on, on NFL mm-hmm. to this strictly AFL studio is second to none. We actually might even get a a toggle pass to actually get in the studio. <laughs> Not uh, have to knock on the door for <laughs> Please hours. Please let us in. <laughs> All right, let's head over to the newsroom. It's time to go into the newsroom on the SEN NFL podcast. Okay, Chris, let's start about the Friday game, Thursday night football. We had the Houston Texans going into the Patriots. Let me just set this up. They are starting their third-string quarterback, Jacoby Brissett, and they are playing one of the best defensive fronts in the NFL. I thought this game would be a lot closer. I wasn't convinced Houston were going to win, but I thought it would be close. But the Patriots get the chocolates, 27-zip. What was your takeaways from the game? Oh, from what I saw, they just the Texans just didn't show up, did they? They're, uh... They thought it was going to be easy. They thought it was, yeah. They just thought they're... Their defense will be able to get after their third-string quarterback, um, but they didn't. The Patriots just showed up and played really well, and the Patriots' defense they, shut them out. They're actually they're surprising me, the Patriots' defense. I knew they had some, some good players, but, you know, Jamie Collins, 15 tackles and a sack. Sorry, and an, an interception, which was a crucial interception in the second quarter, yep. which basically set up the halftime score to be 17-zip. And I think from there, the game was pretty much done. Um, he's been great. Patrick Chung has been fantastic. McCordy's a really good safety. But it was their front that did it for me. you got Jabal Sheard. Um, Alan Branch, who's known as a run-stuffer, was just running riot. Um Jones, McKellen, who they got from the, from the Pittsburgh Steelers. Chris Long is even getting it done, a guy that the St. Louis Rams didn't need these services anymore. 
I feel like this defense could be coming together, and, and I think they're going to go 4-0 now without Brady because they're probably going to get Garoppolo back next week against Buffalo, who Buffalo are really struggling. Yeah. I, I can see them going 4-0 and Brady coming back in total FU mode to, yeah. as a chance to just get the number one seed. And I don't think this defense has been this good for a long time. It could be a really something special defense. Oh, look, they're absolutely spot on, aren't they? They're, they're getting the job done week in, week out. Um you know, and then their offense is just getting it done as well. You know, Jacoby Brissett, he didn't have a massive... He didn't do a lot. He had a really good running play for a touchdown. And yeah, oh, hey, that was a good That was coaching, play. though. Yeah. He he basically spotted that J.J. Watt was showing no respect for that outside contain. Yeah. And he was crashing in on, 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 the, on the running backs. And he just caught a play where Bryce had kept it, ran to the outside, and ran for a, for a 28-yard touchdown. Yep. So they're the plays that kill you, in my opinion, when you let... Uh, third string quarterback damage you like that? Yep. You in could my... see you could see that the the defense thought, "Oh, you're the third string quarterback. It's going to be easy. He's not going to get. He doesn't want to get injured, so he's just going to go to ground." But then he, you know, he ran through that tackle. Well, he's the... a third string quarterback. You've got nothing to lose. No. You know, Garoppolo's back next week. You know, Brady's back. Is in, Garoppolo Brady's... back though? Uh, oh, he see... was almost going to play this week. I I I've hurt my AC joint and. I could struggle to wipe my bum. So. And it is, it is in his throwing arm. Which throwing is, if it was his non-throwing arm, I wouldn't be as concerned. Look, I think their game plan will probably allow him with the short passes to for him to come back. If he needs But game. again, if they've seen they've beaten, they've gone on one against Houston, maybe they won't bother. Maybe they'll just say, you know what? Worst case scenario, we lose this game. Bryce plays terrible. The offense struggles. We lose this game. Worst case scenario. They're still 3-1 and one and they get Brady back. Yeah. I'd take, take, I think they would have taken that week well, start we of the said, season. We, we thought if they went 2-2 two and two without Brady... I thought they weren't going to win a game. Yeah. I was completely wrong. But they were... Um... I guess I didn't respect Balachek enough. And, and this is what yep. it comes down to. Bill O'Brien is a an ex-Balachek system coach who yep. clearly hasn't learned enough from Balachek because he completely outcoached them. As usual, he outcoaches most teams he plays. But I thought he did a fantastic job. His game plan was perfect. Defensively, they did a great job. Osweiler got nothing done. Lamar Miller was, again, very good. 21 carries, 80 yards, plus he had the the four catches for 27, but I felt like that was the only passing yards they could get. Osweiler just can't get the ball downfield. They didn't get in the red zone, not once. Not once in the red zone. They were just churning away. The Patriots just sat back in that zone and let him dump it underneath every time and let their super athletic linebackers come up and make tackles all night. And they did. Yep, they they did did it all night. So, uh, obviously, being an ex-punter, I look at the punting stats. Yes, how'd they go? Ryan Allen, he was phenomenal. He had uh, seven punts. Six of those punts pin the Texans inside their twenty. So, uh, you know he's kicking fifty yarders for you know it's not just a drop punt from the halfway. Like he's kicking bombs that are fair caught inside the twenty. So, An interesting fact about Ryan Allen: he's the only there's only two players that have sorry three guys who have ever won the Ray Guy Award in back to back years. It's Tom Hackett. Yeah. Um, Horny, Hornsey, sorry, Tom Hornsey, yep. and and Ryan Allen. They're the only three guys who have ever done it. So it's a guy with incredible pedigree. It, it still surpri- does surprise me, just off topic a little bit. He's in the NFL doing a really good job, yet Hackett and Hornsey aren't. No, and that's right. With the caliber they had coming out of college, it, it's bizarre to me. I, I don't get that side of it as much as you do, but it, it seems odd. I think, yeah, I, I was certain that Tom was going to go after winning those two. But then for Tom Hackett, not to, well, they're both Toms, aren't they? Yeah. Hornsey, I thought he would, you know, I mean, he was on a with the Cowboys for he a while. He was for two seasons. He's on the on the preseason roster. Um, but then for Hackett not to get anything. He's not I, even on a, he couldn't even get a camp. No. Nah, 
It's it's bizarre to me. I but. think it is too. But look, that's the game. I think that's where I think the difference. Do you difference think there's between- some Australian unfairness? I don't for think so. For Australians, look, Jordan there? Berry, he he was out of college for three or four years, or three years, I think, before he before he got, got a gig. Before he got a gig, so it takes time. And I think the way that they punt in college compared to the way they punt in the pros, they got some learning to do. You have to because you don't roll out in the NFL because you'll get cleaned up. So yeah, because you can you can't run downfield straight away in the NFL either. The right. kick has to be done. So um, yeah, so, okay. Uh, look, I think that yeah, look, the Patriots look great, um, and yeah, I think. Well, the Bills next week, they're every chance to go 4 and 0. Big chance. Well, congratulations to the Patriots, and I'm sure all the Patriots fans that have been massive fans since 2012 are just over the moon today. So, congratulations to, to all you guys. Let's move on to the previews for this week, and we'll start with the Arizona Cardinals at the Buffalo Bills. So, I've just dropped my, uh, my mouse there. <laughs> at, at, at the Buffalo Bills. Cardinals really got rolling last week. They they took the Buccaneers to the absolute torch, destroyed them. I'm sensing something similar here with the 0-2 Bills. I can't see how they can slow that offense down, and I can't see how their offense can do a lot against the Arizona Cardinals' D. It was... It was... It looks, the Bills are obviously in turmoil. Like they, They're in real trouble. They sacked their offensive coordinator mm-hmm. after all their defensive troubles last week. Um and their new coordinator is going to be, apparently is a run first. That's of. the issue. There's no running game, no and, running game. and that's what Ryan builds his teams around. They want um, heavy run. They're the number one running team in the NFL last year. So to drop off in the first two games to literally they're twenty sorry they're twenty fourth in rushing. So that's a that's a massive drop yeah. off. It's a bit too much. Like I can see where he's coming from. I don't think firing the coach is the right call, but not after two weeks. When you- uh, I guess Rex it's Rex Ryan is at least it's proactive. He's thinking oh, my job's in jeopardy here. If we're no good this year, yeah, I know. But I'm their offense was okay compared to their defense. So you would say yeah, the, the Bills, defensive corner, but it's your brother, so you can't. The Bills' defense struggled last week. The cornerback play was terrible. Um, Either way, I, I don't, I can't I see. Got, I got Arizona oh, comfortably, easily, and yeah. Sammy apparently Sammy Watkins. I don't think he's going to play. Hasn't nah. practiced all week, but you know he the, shouldn't. The Cardinals' offense, geez, they are electric, putting up over 40 points. So I think Sammy Watkins is counting down the days, the years, the seasons, the games that he can get out of Buffalo. He's going to be wasted there. Yep. Um, he has all the talent in the world. He's constantly hurt um, due to overuse. He's having to do everything. Uh, his ankles are no good, and then they can't rest him because yep. it's the same foot injury for the last two seasons because he's not getting the rest he needs to get it right. Um, the Patriots would sit him for three weeks and get him right, but the Bills can't afford can't to because they've got yeah. no one else. So, I can see this one being a blowout. Yep, 100%. Then the Bills go into New England next week. Ben, lose that. Zip and four. And then if they lose, then they play the Rams at Rams in LA. If they lose that and be 0-5... You reckon Rex is gone? Rex is gone. Yep, I'd, I'd, I'd be there with you. You know what I mean? So that, yep. that Rams game, I think that's the one for Rex to uh, watch his back. All right, the next game we have is the Oakland Raiders. They're going into Tennessee to play the Titans. The Raiders are, are really confusing. They have the number oh. one offense in the league by a fair bit, but the worst defense. Now, with all the additions they have on defense in the offseason, free agency, Irvin, you know, Khalil Mack developing into what they hope he was going to be, Sean Smith, the way this defense is, Reggie Nelson, the safety, they've added a ton of talent. Being the worst in the league after two weeks, now, I know they played the Niners, Sorry, the the Saints in the first week, which is a tough matchup, and the Chargers last week. Who, uh, who they played? Play the Chargers last week. The Jaguars. 
whoever they played last week. They've played some tough offenses. Oh, the, the Falcons, sorry, who are looking to be a pretty good offense too. So they've had some tough matchups, but this is a defense that has to improve. They've got to be somewhere near the middle of the pack if this Raiders team wants to get to the playoffs and, and be successful, in my opinion. Yeah, look, they're... We we always we had question marks over them, didn't we, at the start of the year? Yeah. We weren't sure what they're going to be, who they're going to be, and I don't think we we know yet either. There's like, still no questions you answered know, there. Obviously, they're going to be ballsy the way Jack Del Rio made that call against the Saints. They're going to be which ballsy. was great. They're going to put it all on the line, but what is their actual game style? So yeah, look, they rush for more yards per game than the Titans, which I think, looking at all the other stats. Um, is going to be good for them, but they also allow over 170 more exactly. passing yards per game. So, you know, with their defense is terrible. Now, it's not a bad matchup for them because the Titans have only scored two offensive touchdowns in the first two games, which is terrible. And it took them until the last 30 seconds last week to get one against a pretty bad Detroit defense, yep. it's probably fair to say. Yep. So, I think this matchup's good. I have the Raiders being too much for the Titans. I, I think the Titans got a lot of talent and they're up and coming. But the Raiders are going to spread out these good wide receivers and they're going to challenge them vertically. And I don't think the Titans have the pieces to stop that passing game, especially with the pass rush up front. Yeah, I, yeah. I think, look, I, this game could, it's, you it know, could absolutely go the other way. You know, I was, I was going to say, at the because at, it's going to be a home game for the Titans, I yep. think they'll be okay. I think Mariota is growing. but it's getting he's, better. He's getting better, but you just see glimpses that he's still a young quarterback. So yep. I think at home... I think they might just get the job done. Yep, no worries. And the next game we have is the Washington Redskins going into the Giants. Huge game in the division. Redskins are 0-2. The Giants are 2-0. How important is this for the Redskins? Because they've lost two, two home games in a row against one against a division rival, and now they're going into New York, another division rival. If they go down to the, if they lose this game and are on three, that's pretty big for them. Well, that that's the end of their. I, think that's, I don't think they can catch not, the Giants, especially then. in that division. You know, they lost to the Cowboys, did they? Yeah, last so week. You know, they're already down on their, all their division games. There's grumblings in the locker room. You know, they're finger pointing. Uh, they're Kirk po- Cousins is copying a lot of the, lot the of problems it. as well, which but is a bit unfair. It's a bit unfair, but the coach doesn't come out and put a stop to it he says yeah there, there is there is grumblings and we're not about pointing fingers at each other but like you just got to shut that out but that's that. Jay Gruden he's not a, a you know Bill Belichick wouldn't have that he'd yeah. just get rid of the guys who were grumbling no, no matter who right. they were yeah. he'd say no you're gone well I've I heard uh, yesterday that that's just their organisation that's just what they do the Redskins from from the top down everyone's pointing their finger at somebody everyone's just so, bitching about someone else um, you can't be successful that way you can't and the Redskins historically haven't been that successful, uh, and I think the Giants will get their offense back on track uh, this week, and I think they'll, they'll touch up the, the Redskins pretty comfortably. They will, and I think the Giants' D was also... That it's improved is, a lot. Like I've got some stats here. Points per game allowed last year, 27 this year, 16. Total yards, 420 last year. It's only 308 per game this year, so... And well, they've, they've gone from last in the league to currently now sitting at eighth. Yeah. Whether they, if they finish somewhere middle of the pack, that's that's awesome. Yep. Um, the defensive line is much improved. They gave the Saints a lot of trouble last week. Pierre Paul seems that not playing with that club is really club, helping yep. him. Um, and Vernon seems to be a really good addition. Now they're still overpaying him. Don't get me wrong, but if he produces, then who cares? Who cares? Exactly. That's the bottom right. line. And then you've got your two 
receivers back that you probably didn't have last Victor year. Victor Cruz. Uh, let's, yeah, that's amazing. Well done. Awesome. I, I hope this continues because as much as I, I, I'm giant to the Cowboys' biggest rival yeah. and I'm, I'm not the biggest rat for him, which is just fair, I'm sure yep. all Giants of fans course. hate the Cowboys exactly. too, but it certainly doesn't mean I, I don't appreciate how good a player. We remember, Victor Cruz was Odell Beckham three years ago. He was their Odell Beckham. Yep. And with those two and then Sterling Shepard, the rookies looking really sharp too, this, this offense should be flying. Now, last week they won without scoring an offensive touchdown. Last season, they lose that game 45-12. to 12. Yeah. That's how it works. This season, the defense keeps them around. They, they feel the game. They feel the moment. I don't think they're going to hold the Saints to 13 points every single week in offense like that, but they did it when they needed to, and it got the Giants the win. Last yep. year, you couldn't have said that. That would have been a blowout. Yep. So it's certainly improved, and if this offense can get going just a little bit more, it, it could be really scary, and we could be uh, all regretting our Cowboys prediction for yep. the division. No, absolutely. I, I, for me, I've got the Giants here. Yep, I've got the Giants comfortably. Yep. Uh, the next game we have... Look, a bit of a toilet bowl for the third week of the season. We've got the 0-2 Cleveland Browns going into the 0-2 Miami Dolphins. We won't carry on with this game too much. I think there's a couple of points about this game. Yep. Cody Kessler. The last five games the Browns have played, they've started five different quarterbacks. So that's not good stability. This is Cody Kessler. That's awful. That is awful. And that's just bad luck. You can't do anything about that. That's right. Um... You know, obviously, Cody's coming in. He's Was he draft third, fourth round this year? Yeah, he's going to struggle. Apparently, this was Hugh Jackson. Jackson's the coach. It was This was his call. He he went not to go with Carson Wentz. This was his guy that he wanted. So, this is all on Hugh Jackson because he wanted him, you know, drafted. So, how good does he have to look to to have hope? I think he has to play okay. He can't be terrible. He has to throw a couple of touchdowns at least. Yeah, I, you just need a little bit of production there. Just manage the game. Make it not a blowout. Don't give away dumb turnovers. Not, yeah, limit you know the turnovers. I mean? yeah. If, and if you lose and it's a tight game, so be it. But just don't be it. Like, it's there for him. If he wants to be an it's his opportunity now. He's, he's got it. So. Well, he's, well, um, what's the quarterback that got hurt last week? Separated McCown. shoulder. McCown's gone for six or seven weeks, yep. and Griffin might be gone for the season now. They've found some more damage to his shoulder. So It's look, his job. If, he wants, if it, he wants to play well, he'll, he'll start there all season because Hugh Jackson has no pressure from the Cleveland Browns management. No, that's right. He's not getting fired this no. year. They're going to let him rebuild. If he was getting fired this year, he wouldn't be doing what he'd been doing because no, he's right. got all rookies. Yep. Um, what I want to see from this game, I want to see Ryan Tannehill grab this game by the scruff of the throat and dominate it. Start to finish 38, 40 points, put touchdowns on the board, look like he did that second half against the Patriots and turn some heads and say, you know what? Tannehill is the guy there in Miami. Let's get some guys around him and see how it goes. They need some sort of excitement, don't they? Because they're not going anywhere in that division. Nope. So they need something. And it has to come from him. Otherwise, if, that, if he doesn't show it this year, they've got to cut their ties and do what the Browns are doing and start again. Yep. Keep, totally keep your core and start again. So. I've got the Dolphins at home. Oh, yeah, have to, yeah, just a home game. But it wouldn't surprise me. Oh, look, though. if it's a nil-all draw, you probably think it's a good game. But <laughs> well, I won't be rewinding that one. No. Sure. Okay, next game, we've got the Baltimore Ravens going into Jacksonville to play the Jaguars. Ravens have... Ravens, I think, are the worst 2-0 and team in the NFL. They've had some pretty crappy wins. They've beaten the Buffalo Bills in a defensive, struggling, terrible game, and they beat the Browns, who are the Browns. 
And then the Jaguars have been the polar opposite. They had a huge game against the Packers that just fell short and then got destroyed by the Chargers. Now, if we give them leeway from that game for the travel and say, let's start fresh here, I, they've got to win this game. They've got to win it comfortably against a good, against a, not a good, a solid Baltimore team. I think, yeah, I, th- I don't think the Ravens have looked great, have they? They're probably the ugliest 2-0 team out there. They're uh, the second-ranked defense against two pretty bad offenses. Yeah. So you'll take that into account. But, you know, they they gave up a 20, you know, they had a 20-point deficit against the Browns. So, yeah, and then you know, turned it back, back on. So Flacco, he, he, he's a top Flacco can play. Yeah, Flacco play. is a very good player. Um, I think the Jags will... St- I, I think the Ravens will get them. I think the ja- it's I looked up earlier. The Jags have been outscored forty-two to seventeen in the two first halves this year. So you can't start like that. You can't start. You have to come out um, and Bortles. It's a, it's similar to Tannehill. I don't think it's as I think Bortles has done a bit more than Tannehill, but it's similar in the regard that he needs to come in, no early turnovers, play well from the start. I hope they get Chris Ivory back because I feel like he could be super important for this team. But it looks like he's still out with this mystery illness. So yeah. I don't know what's going on there. I'd, I'd say there's something a little bit more sinister going on with, with Ivory's life. I, I don't understand yeah, it. Something's, in, not, right, something's it? not right there if I have no information on it. Um, but they're, they're the 30th ranked rushing team. They are the fifth passing team. Defensively, they've been okay. They, they were pretty good against Green Bay, but pretty bad against uh, the Chargers. So, you know... It, it, Young team, they're going to be up and down. We need some questions answered. I think if they lose this game to Baltimore at home, I'm I'm off them. And then they go to London next week as well. So So against the Colts. So if they can win this game, get a bit of momentum, get that first win of the season, and then it's, okay, we've got the first win we needed. We had a good showing against Green Bay as well. You know what? We had to travel a long way for the Chargers, so let's just forget that game ever happened. Go into London, who they play there a lot, so they they know how that works. 60 in a row or something. Play the Colts, who are struggling. Get that win. They're all of a sudden they're two and two. Yep. The Houston have just dropped one to the Patriots. They should have won. They're they're on their tail yep. again. Yeah, no, so, I think so. I think it's it's not it isn't all over. So I'm going to take the Jags at home for that game. You love the Jags. I'm going to go for the Ravens on this one stat alone. The third down conversions. Flacco gets fifty percent of his for third down conversions. Jags twenty percent. So. People who don't know, that's very good. Well, 50% in the NFL when you're third a, downs is fantastic. When you're a punter, that just means extra kicks in the net on the side. Line, so, okay. When you were playing, were you, because you're obviously a fan of the game and you want your guys to win, are you out there hoping you don't punt for the entire game? Oh, yeah. I used to say to Aaron Rodgers, mate, just get get the job done on third down so I don't have to come out and kick the ball. So. Who was the quarterback in Tampa? Freeman? Yeah, Josh Freeman. So yeah. They were good that year, weren't they? Yeah. Ten, they no, made no, playoffs ten, yep. with Raheem Morris as the, the coach. Yep. Um, all right, the next game we have the one-on-one Detroit Lions going into your Green Bay Packers. Last time you guys played, it was the Hail Mary yep. to win the game to Richard, Richard Rodgers, the tight end. Freak play. What's your feelings on this one? Oh, for me, I think it's the Packers all the way. Um, at home. At home. The Lions have only won once. At Lambeau Field since 1992. Is that true? Yep. Oh, and my Packers God. Packers are on 23. So, on that alone, you would probably say the Packers are going to win. So, in 24 seasons, they've won once yep. in Lambeau. Yep. So, that's a long time ago. Obviously, different rosters now, you would say. But, oh, yeah. Uh, but the same old defeat. The, the Lions same. are just... They've got a history of, of loss. And I don't think the Packers have had a great start to the year. They haven't had... 
in their two games, they haven't had more than 300 total yards well, on offense. We discussed this on uh, Friday's show. Uh, yeah, Friday's show, me and Richie. Yep. Sorry, Monday show. Monday, yeah. it's Saturday. We discussed that, and, and Richie said, you know, they were way better in week one. And I kind of got the stats up, and they weren't. Their offense, Rodgers has struggled a bit. Now, he's had a lot of change. Uh, Jordy Nelson, yeah, he, he's had a couple of touchdowns. And it's great to see him on the field, but he doesn't look like Jordy Nelson yet. No, and doesn't. it's not his fault. Nope. And I'm not saying he's not going to look like Jordy Nelson. Don't get me wrong. He's just, the praise needs to slow down a little bit because he's not there yet. And I think he's going to help when he gets there. But where are these back shoulder throws that we were used to seeing? Because people have to remember, Jordy Nelson's not the guy who's running that streak route straight past the corner and out and beating with athleticism. He beats them with intelligence and with great route running and great catches, all those back shoulder catches. That's what we need to see. I don't think with with that injury, doing the ACL, it takes time, right? And to try and get that back shoulder throw, you have to stop really quick. And spin on your knees. So that's going to put extreme pressure on it. So probably he can do it, but mentally he's not there. I think we'll start seeing it. Come halfway of the season, yep. you'll start to see. Well, it he'll do better. it once and go. I'm okay now. Yep. Um, I think I don't think Aaron has been has looked great at all so far this year. Twenty ninth ranked offense. Yeah, that's he, not good. So it's going to click. I think the big thing for me with this with this team at the moment on offense, they have the same personnel for so much of the game. They don't interchange their personnel very much. Is that a trust all. problem? Do you think? It's a trust problem. Is it's a game plan thing? Like, what's McCarthy's got to have a few more tricks to his, to That's, his game. I'm glad you mentioned McCarthy. Is he in a bit of trouble? He's been there a long time. Say say this season, right? Because because right now they've got Aaron Rodgers, who both our opinions is the best quarterback in the league. Oh, everyone probably thinks that. that, that yeah. That's my when we did yep. our rankings. That's how we had him. Yep. They're 31st in the league in passing. Now it's only two games, I know, but you take the second yeah. half of the season last year. Last year was considered a down year for Rodgers, and his second half was pretty... It was much like it's been these two games. So if this offense is to start to stall, and last year they had the excuse of no Nelson. If they get Nelson back and he seems healthy, and then this offense doesn't go far, they've added Jared Cook, who I don't know if he knows how to use a tight end, because he barely gets the ball. So is he in trouble? Say they go 10-6 and and lose the first game of the playoffs. How do you think? Do you reckon he's in trouble then? Look, I think with the stuff that's happened at Minnesota, I think they're going to win the division. Yeah. So they're going to go playoffs again. Um, where they finish depends if they get a home final, which will probably could depend if they win a playoff game or not. Yep. You know, in January in Green Bay, it's cold. And if you get a Southern team coming up, they're going to struggle. Yeah, sure. But I think McCarthy, it's hard to sort of, He's not getting fired mid-season. No, no. I think it'll be an end of a season. Yeah. But he's given the, the play calling away. He's taken it back. It's not been better. He's given it away again. He seems to not know. He's not comfortable with something there's, with that offense. There, yeah, there's something there that's not quite right, is it? Yeah. Whether he's questioning his game plan or questioning his players, to not trust them to, to change the personnel mid-game. Something's, I don't know, something's amiss. I think, I think he'll be okay obviously, like we said, for this year. But they'll probably look at it. They haven't... Well, the Super Bowl was 2010. So, um, it's a, you know, it's six years ago now. But, look, I, th- I still think he's a good coach. I still think if you're a coach and you've got Aaron Rodgers <laughs> leading your team, you, you're going to do okay. Um, but I, I, I can't see them losing this game against the Lions. No, I think they'll take care of the Lions. And, and just to quickly just touch on the Lions... 
they have been they've been pretty good passing the ball. Amir Abdullah is now going to miss eight weeks or so with an injury, so that really hurts their running game. But their defense has not improved at all. That's that's kind of the catalyst of this team. Their rush so, defense has given up more than a hundred yards. Yeah, so they're just they're just not doing a good job. No, I, I reckon they rue the day they let Ndama Kinsu leave. You'd think so. Wouldn't yeah, you? Like, what a dumb decision. Yeah. honestly. Um, so I think Eddie Lacy's going to have a big game. Yep. Another thing on the lines. They had 17 penalties last week. So, you know, that's just discipline. and That's a coach killer. That is. That is, you know, like, so if they clean that up, I think they'll be okay. Look, they're looking at their comparisons. They're all reasonably okay, similar. But yep. um, to not have won in Lambeau Field since 92, I think I don't think it's going to change this year. No, neither do I. I've taken the, the Packers all the way. The next game we have, it's the start of the one... No, Detroit was the start of the 1pm game, so these are the later games. Sorry, no, this is the last of the morning games. I apologise. The time difference does get me sometimes. We've got the Denver Broncos 2-0 and going into Cincinnati at 1-1. and Huge game for Cincinnati here. They, they got beaten by Pittsburgh last week, had a good win over the Jets in the first week. Um, they're the second-ranked passing team, but they're the second-last rushing team. That has to bite them in the ass at some point against a very good rushing team in Denver who are sitting at fifth. Well, the Denver's secondary is amazing. Mm-hmm. So you, it's a good matchup for Denver. It's a really good matchup. What are the obviously I've got a big one here? O line question mark about the Bengals? They can't run the ball, and it, it's a power problem. Andrew Whitworth is probably one of the best pass-protecting left tackles in the NFL, and it's what you look for primarily from a left tackle, but they don't run the ball well. They've lost guys on the line. Uh, their interior line really struggles. Zietler, their guard, is, is not getting it done. The other problem is the running back talent. Joe Bernard's a, a, an exotic back, who's someone who, who likes to take screens and, and go in the passing game. He had 100 yards receiving last week. And Jeremy Hill, who we also discussed on Monday, he's, you know, he's a guy that isn't exceptionally fast and isn't exceptionally powerful, and it seems to be coming back to bite him. Like they're not, they're just not using him well. His rookie year, he looked outstanding, but they just can't get it going now. And the running game is really hard to create when you don't have it. It's not something you just click your fingers yeah, and say, it, yeah. "Hey, O line, you need to be better at running game," because. It just doesn't work like that, and it's not a good week to have to go and try and do it against this Denver defense because you know Von Miller. DeMarcus Ware is out with an injury, but Shane Ray, who has played fantastic, is going to step in, and Barrett, their other linebacker, who's played fantastic, they're going to attack that edge, and they're going to get after Andy Dalton. And with these D-backs, when you're under pressure and you're throwing poor balls, you're in trouble. You're in trouble. Well, this O-line's given up the most sacks Yep. For the year. And having said that, the Broncos D, they've had eight sacks in the first two games. So Von It's Miller, not a good matchup. Von at Miller's all. had four of them. So um, it's definitely a passing game for the Bengals and the difference is for the Broncos. The Bengals defense is solid, but they don't generate a lot of turnovers. And and Trevor Simeon and the Broncos offense have been relatively turnover. I think they've had one turnover in two games. So Do you think this offense with Trevor Simeon looks Better, more versatile than when they yes, had Peyton, Peyton Manning. Hundred percent, because they got Peyton Manning was one of the worst starting quarterbacks in the NFL last year. Yeah. And this is something we also discussed Monday. It's just you can't. He deserved a Super Bowl last year Absolutely. for all the years he carried other teams to Super Bowls and defenses and receivers let him down because he's always played well. Um, he deserved that, but 
in no way was he the best quarterback on Denver's roster, nor was he the best one of the top 20 quarterbacks in the NFL. He was well in the bottom third in quarterbacks last year. And he retired at the right time, and the Broncos made a great decision. Trevor Simeon is playing better. He suits Kubiak's system with the boots and the rolls and the play action and the screens. Demirius Thomas is loving it. Emmanuel Sanders is loving it. They're getting the ball to these guys. So... It's definitely a better offense. I think I think the Broncos are going to go in and touch up the Bengals here. I think this is a really, really tough matchup for them. And we've got to remember, they had a, a tough just win over the Jets. They just beat the Jets week one. And then the Steelers, it was close enough, but it was in Pittsburgh, so you kind of gave them a, yep. a you know, hall pass for it. But yep. they got touched up by the, by the Steelers too physically. They couldn't physically, run the ball, yep. and they got sacked a lot. So this is <laughs> I don't think this is a good matchup for them at all. I'm taking Denver. I'm going to take Denver over there. I think this is this is a big game for Trevor Simeon. You know, he's had his first two career starts at at home. You know, so now he's going to take the team on the road. Is he going to fall on his face or is he going to be solid again? Um, but I think having CJ Anderson behind him, it looks good. You know, if you're struggling, you're getting you know, I mean, just and this O line, the their O line is good. just so improved. I yeah. think it's fantastic. They've done a great job there. Well, they're averaging 140 rushing yards a yeah. game. So where's that in the league? Do you know where that ranks? Oh, I can, actually, I can tell you that. You tell me that. A fifth. It's fifth in the league right so, now. So that's um that's pretty good with with that defense and that running game. Absolutely. I think that's something you absolutely. can get a lot of wins with. I think the Broncos for sure. Yep, me too. Now the next game we have. The Minnesota Vikings at 2-0 and going into Carolina, who are at 1-1. and Now, interestingly enough, Carolina have really struggled stopping the passing game. The 49ers touched them up a little bit last week. Now, I think it was a who-gives-a-crap moment because the Niners had a couple of big plays that kind of padded their stats a little. But I think this defense is going to come into this game. Vikings won't have Peterson they won't have Teddy Bridgewater, obviously. They, That's they, a big story, Peterson, isn't it? It's a massive story. There's yeah. four to six months, they're saying. I don't reckon he's going to play this year again. No. Well, they, he's gone in. They've had to tie up and fix up his A torn meniscus. That's that's. I heard today, yeah, four to six months. So He's a freak, so I don't know. Well, like, they say he heals quick, but still, is he going to be come back and be... Because he, he wasn't... He was terrible the first He hadn't weeks. been good. So, he's if he yeah. comes back... What's he going to be like? So. Well, this is the last-ranked rushing team going against the first-ranked rushing team, and it's the fifth-ranked defense going against the seventh-ranked defense. So I'm just going to go ahead and predict this is going to be a reasonably low-scoring defensive game. I don't think Cam Newton's going to be able to run right as much as he has um, in previous weeks because this Minnesota's defense, as the Green Bay Packers found out last week, is the real deal. Yeah, They're very strong. Harrison Smith is... You know, quickly coming up to one of the best safeties in the league. I think Anthony Barr is the most versatile safety in the NFL. He plays every linebacker position and can rush the passer. Everson Gritham, Brian Robinson, Levant, um, the big D tackle, uh, Joseph. They just can't stop all these guys. It's a loaded defense. And they'll get Xavier Rhodes back at corner, who they didn't have last week against Green Bay, which means Trey Waynes doesn't have to start. So I... I'm taking Carolina because it's at home, but I think it'll be close. I think it'll be a very similar game to the Green Bay one last week. Yeah, I think it's again. I think it's going to be a really good game. I think it's going to come down to the passing game, Bradford v. Newton. Yeah, um, and who's who do you reckon's got the advantage there? You would say Cam Newton just because he's been in Man, that Bradford system. Sharp he last was week. good. 
he he showed last week why he was what everyone sort of expected for a long and time. And Stefan Diggs looked fantastic at wide receiver. Yep. He looks like he could be the next up and coming guy. Um, and the Panthers' defensive backs, if you're picking a weakness on that very good defense, it's probably the defensive backs. Yep. They've lost Josh Norman in the offseason, you know, spectacularly lost him. Yeah. So um, it'd be interesting to see how it goes. I'm taking Carolina at home. The next game we have. The LA Rams at one and one going into the Tampa Bay Buccaneers also at one and one. These two teams, this could be one of those games we discussed last week as a question answerer. Yep. We need to know if the Rams are for real. They had a a nine three win against the Seattle. the Seattle Seahawks last week, which was an awful game, and it, it was pretty much the Seattle Seahawks. Russell Wilson couldn't run with the ball because of his ankle and their offensive line was just dominated by the Rams' defensive line. Rams do, yeah. I don't think the Buccaneers' offensive line is a hell of a lot better than Seattle's, mm, nope. but I think their offensive weapons are a little bit better than Seattle's. Martin, uh, Doug, Doug Martin that, hurt. He's not, is he, will he play? No, he's going to miss two to three weeks with a hamstring so. strain. It's not torn, so it's, it was close to a tear. So they're going to rest him. I'd say, yeah, he'll be he'll be three weeks if you go to the, yep. the safer side. The the Bucks are just so hard to work out. I know they can pass the ball when they want to, but they haven't shown it this year. They certainly didn't show it against Arizona last week. But then if Arizona are what we think they are, then is that really a, a big problem for the Bucks? Because yeah. Arizona are so good. So I just don't know. All I know is that the Rams are the worst offense in the NFL. They cannot pass the ball. They cannot run the ball. Todd Gurley has fallen off a cliff. Gone. Yeah. This offensive line is terrible. And I just don't think they're going to be able to score enough. And I think the Bucks are going to at least put 20 points on. At home, yeah, you'd, you would think. Uh... They're going to score three touchdowns, I think. That's 21 points. I think they're going to get those three scores. Winston, he needs to... He can't have a stinker at home. Like, he, you know... He can't needs, turn the ball over early. So... But that's that's you know he's young, so he's going to go up and down. He needs to keep well, the, that the, bit more consistent. He copped a lot of flack last week for his four interceptions. Let's just keep in mind he was down twenty four zip and he was chasing. Got to go for it. So yeah, he was right. forcing throws and trying to do what he could. He made a couple of great throws, including an amazing throw to um, Mike Evans for a touchdown against Patrick Peterson. So that was a great play by them. Look. I'm taking the Buccaneers because it's at home, and I think their offense is just going to be a little bit too strong for for the uh, Rams' defense. I think they'll put a few points on, and I just can't see the Rams' de- offense scoring more than well, more than at, ten points. You know, like, Austin, he just got that massive contract extension. He's had nine receptions. He's had sixty-three yards for the entire year. But yeah, it's only two yeah. games, but, but it's bad. But for forty odd mil, you'd want more than he 60 is yards. a utility receiver. You get him on your jets, reverses, yeah. trick plays, slot slot routes. He, he's yeah, it's not a good signing by them, and we and we said that when he got signed that it wasn't going to be. Um, I think he's a good player. I think if oh yeah, he's in Green Bay, he's better than Cobb. Yeah. If he's in Patriots, he's better than Edelman. Yeah, but he's not. He's not. <laughs> he's, yeah. he's he's in L.A. and Case Keenum is not the answer. And I'm waiting for boring Jeff Fisher to take a chance. And gives give Goff a chance. And I get it, but he talked about in Hard Knocks the seven and nine bullshit. Right now they're in some seven and nine bullshit mode. Winning nine three against Seattle Seahawks, who have a banged up quarterback and no offensive line. I'm sorry, it's not yeah, not doing anything for me. Not, did they, did they score a touchdown? So they haven't scored an offensive touchdown this year yet nope. in two games. Nope. So 
Yeah, I mean, you look at their comparisons on here. <laughs> That's, like, when you say it like that, it's terrible. You know what I mean? We've got special teams that have scored more touchdowns than these guys. Yeah, defenses. The Vikings scored two touchdowns on defense the first week. So, I don't know. I I think the Bucks will get it at home. I think the Rams, there's still a lot of questions. There's talk about Jeff Fisher getting an extension, but is it getting done? If, if Why? It, he is the losingest coach in NFL history. After this week, if they lose, he's the most losing coach in NFL history. Yet. Like, I just... Why? If you don't want 7-9 and nine bullshit... Don't sign the master of seven and nine bullshit. I'm sorry, but it's just the way it goes. Land probably not even going to get seven and nine this year. We'll find it'll answer a lot of questions. I'm taking the bucks at home. I'll take the bucks for sure, just for Rich Coach Richard. I miss Coach Richard. Like the deserts miss the rain. Oh, Uh, Richie, where are you? (laughs) We've got next game. We have the 49ers going into Seattle. Um, I'm sensing a bounce back from Seattle. They're the number one defense in the NFL, which doesn't surprise me right. at all. Yep. They're always going to be up there. The offense, you know, it worries me. Their running game's completely gone um, compared to what it was the last couple of seasons. And with Russell Wilson's injury and with lack of receiver talent, Jimmy Graham's struggled. Um, without that talent, they're just not getting enough done Offensively to win games, three points last week is not good enough. It's not. No, you not. You gotta. You you have to help out. Your what defense. did they? Who did they play week one? It was a low scoring game week one as well. They had a couple. They oh they played the Bears. They scored a touchdown late in the game to win week one. So no, they played no the Houston Dolphins. played the Dolphins. That's right, twelve ten. Yeah, so they, they've scored one touchdown in two games, which is not much better than the Rams. No, that's right. You know, three points to the Rams. That that's not good enough, and it, it's offensive line issues. And you know what? The, I did have that here to ask you about. Yeah, they're Seattle. terrible. They're terrible. I don't even know who their starters are, well, other than Greg Robinson at left tackle. And couldn't that's tell how you who Russell they are. Wilson got hurt, wasn't it? Yep. Because they couldn't look after him. They can't protect um, him. And you know what? It's a complete oversight by the team, by the GM, and by the coach. I know you've got to save your money and you, you can't pay everyone, but you sure as hell got to keep a couple of offensive linemen around. Well, Russell Okung would have looked great in Seattle this year because he's been dominating up in Denver. Yep. So... You know, that, that's my opinion of it. And they're going against a 49ers defensive line who look much improved. And Navarro Bowman, who up is played up there with Luke Kukley this year as the best middle linebacker in the NFL. Yep. You look at the, the 49ers, you know, we all had big question marks over the 49ers, but their numbers are not crazy bad. No, like, they're, they're not at their all. Their defensive numbers are really good. Um, Offensively, their passing game's terrible, but that's what you're going to get when Blaine Gabbert's your quarterback, but and that's not going to improve this year. Blaine Gabbert, his last twelve, he's had a touchdown in his last twelve straight games. Yep. He's so solid. He solid. He's got. They've got to get weapons around him to make him better. Yep. Their defense is reasonably okay. So yeah, they've got some good players good there, players, so. and their running game's been fairly good. Like I would say that the 49ers' offensive line, if you could flip the offensive lines and give Seattle the 49ers, they'd be the number one team in the NFL. Yeah. Because the 49ers' offensive line is very, very improved, um, and along with their defensive line as well, and their linebacking core, I think this game's going to be close. I think it'll be a 17-7 kind of win to Seattle, where they score late to seal it. I think, yeah, Seattle have to put more than one offensive touchdown on the board. I just don't see how, at home, Seattle's number one ranked defense in the NFL all the studs they have, they've come off a loss where that defense is going to be shitty because they held, 
they held the Rams to nine points and yep. lost. Yep. They're going to want revenge, Absolutely. and that offense is going to want to prove themselves and put some points on the board. Forty Nine ers are walking into a horrible trap here. You wouldn't want to go in there. That twelfth no. man will be as loud as yep. ever. I uh, think I. I wouldn't even surprise me Seahawks defense be that pissed off. One of them get ejected. Love, love. It's going to be a bloodbath. It's going to be ugly. And Blaine Gabbert, hopefully he doesn't get. But they might. They'll get out. They'll get after him. Blaine Gabbert doesn't handle pressure well. And Carolina took it easy on him last week and allowed him to make some throws. So you won't get that in Seattle. No. They're different. They're a different animal there. Well, last week you seen the Rams Seahawks. They were taking a knee at the end of the game. The Seahawks. Like smashed them. They, yep. The Rams were taking a knee to end the game. They couldn't stop the clock, but they clock. They were clocking the ball and trying they, to trying to make they them force tried a mistake. To smash them. Yep. And the game was over. And that's the attitude that defense they're has. Ruthless. And yep. they're going to. Uh, yeah. I think the Forty Nine ers are much improved. I can't see them winning this game, and I feel like it could be. I, I think it'll be a close game, but it could go the other way, and Seattle could just demoralize them at home. Well, they're gonna. The ha- offense has to get going. So, yep. could this be? The, but I think they'll. Get let's it. hope so because I usually like watching Seattle. So let's hope it looks looks back to normal. The next game we have are the the New York Jets going into the Kansas City Chiefs. Another big game in the AFC picture. The Jets had a had a big win last week over Buffalo. A really you know heartbreaking loss week one to the Bengals. Um, and the Chiefs have, have been much the same. They had that huge come from behind win against the Chargers and then lost to a really good Houston team last week. So, look, they're middle of the pack everywhere, and that's kind of the Chiefs thing, and that's what worries me about them. They're kind of just middle of the pack. Yep. Whereas the Jets are the fourth-ranked offense right now. They're ninth in passing, sixth in rushing, 20th-ranked defense, but their front is so good. Their front four, you know, and a linebacker, those D-linemen, though, they're yep. the premier part of this team. And that's what the coach is. He's a defensive coach. And yep. that, but you look on the offensive side, yeah, the, the defense is taking care of business, but they've got some weapons on offense, haven't they? <sighs> Fitzpatrick, what it, like we thought he was going to be rusty. I it, thought he'd hit his ceiling last year. I thought that was the best he could play. As we discussed, he, he's, he's taking a dump on his ceiling right now. Like, he's he's he crushing. Was amazing. They've got the two wide receivers that are Marshall and Decker. Yep. Um, I don't know if, how do you say he's one of my, Aminu. Aminu. Aminu, I think. I, I can read it when it's in front of me, but I think it's, it's Aminu, who's a tight end slash wide receiver. You know, he nearly had 100 yards last week. He had, he had 80 in the first half, and then they rolled the coverage, and then they went, thank you very much. Now we're going to take these guys one-on-one deep. They, like, they were saying on that podcast that they're actually making plays for him yeah, because he's he such a weapon. Yeah, he throws it up, and, and that's for, chemistry. That is. It's what Rodgers and Nelson used to do. That's yep. what you're seeing there. Yep. He sees one-on-one with Decker or Marshall or Aminu and says, you know what? Yep, I'm taking it. I'm yep. going to put that up in the air. Absolutely. No one else can get to it. It's one-on-one. I'm going to back my guys to make that play. And then Matt Forte is playing oh. good enough. He's he's not exceptional. He reaped the benefits last year of a last week of a great passing attack in the red zone and put three touchdowns on. But, but that's, that's not going to happen every week. They're still rush. They're rushing nearly 140 exactly. yards a game with him and Powell. They look great. This offense. Oh. I, I think the Jets could make playoffs. I really do, and beating the Chiefs here at at Kansas City, it'll be tough, but you get this done because we know how tough their start of the season is. Yep. But if they're good, these are the games they've got to win against a Chiefs team that I'm not sold on. I think they're middle <sighs> yes. of the pack. They're just so, oh, I don't even know what the word, so average yep. 
Is that unfair? No, like, no, it's not. 17th ranked offense, 17th ranked, 18th ranked defense, 17th in passing, 15th in rushing. Yep. They're just so average. Average. That, yeah. And, and there's and, nothing that can excel them. Alex Smith doesn't excite you, really, does he? Like, And he's, he's a good player. He's a good player. He, he's, he's a rich man's Blaine Gabbard. So, like, honestly, he's just a, he's a better version of him. This is a big, big test for the Jets. If they can go into Arrowhead, which is, as we've discussed, the loudest stadium. Loudest um, decibels ever recorded. Ever recorded. <laughs> you love saying decibels, don't you? That's a good word. Um, this is this is a big this is a big test for them. They, you know, their time of possession, they have a lot more. They put long drives together, the Jets, with their running game and their passing game. They put long, so yep. it, it wears out their defense. I think there's question marks over the Chiefs' defense at the moment. They're no not, Houston, no Justin Houston. They're not. Going that well, so uh, look, I, I think well, the Jets will go in and get it, get the job done. Yep, I, I think they will too. I think they'll beat it. I think we're going to see the Kansas City Chiefs just be pretty average this year. Uh, and I, and, I, and that's not saying that they're bad. They're just they need to add some explosiveness. Jamal Charles was that for them last year for right. some of the season. Yeah. He's not right, and I don't know at thirty as a running back with the hits he's taken and the carries he's had if that, he's ever going to be right again. I don't think you'll ever see the Jamal Charles we all remember, yeah. but. He is hoping because when he's when he's on, he's exciting. But I've definitely I'm going to take a chance and and take the Jets going in there and get getting the win. It's this is a massive game because the Chiefs then play at Pittsburgh, have a bye, but then they're at Oakland. So so they could really lose the next three. Like thinking about it, and that's and then they're done. Then they're done. They're, they're really done. All right, so. next game we've got the San Diego Chargers going into Indianapolis. A bit of a nothing game. Chargers are one on one. In fairness to them, they probably should be 2-0, like the way they've played. Uh, but this is a, a resurged offense. Melvin Gordon, the bust rookie from last year, who doesn't look like a bust no more. He looks quite good. Uh, they're getting going. They, they've had, they had a good win over... I thought Jackson Jack was going to beat them last week. Now, I know I'm over-the-top high on the Jaguars, and I know I'm coming back to earth on them a little bit. A little pre- bit. Actually, a little bit. Pretty quickly, I'm coming back to earth on them. So... But the Colts' defense sucks. Their offense is only Andrew Luck. They've got nothing else going nothing. for it. I can't see them getting this win. The Colts, they're giving up nearly 40 points a game. Like, you, their O-line, is struck, like the, it's all on Andrew Luck on that offense. It's all they've got. Um, their receivers aren't even that good. And, and Moncrief's not playing now. Their second-string receiver, who's been pretty good this year. And T.Y. Hilton is not a number... That, that's, he's not, it's not saying he's a number one talent player he's not a number one receiver no, he's, style wise he's no. not going to go he's not going to line up on the outside like Brandon Marshall does and beat AJ his guy one on one he's not going to do that that's not his role he's a he's like a, a better version of Tavon Austin one could say yeah. he yeah. does all that kind of stuff uh, but I can't I think the Chargers are going to go in and take care of the Colts pretty comfortably yeah I think so. I think yeah like you said the rush game what was it the running back Melvin Gordon Melvin Gordon they, were, they said uh, on that podcast if you put these two games if these were his First two games last year against Todd Everyone Gurley. Everyone would be raving about him. They would have gone, this guy's so, you know, he's the well, one. Look so. at it now. Todd Gurley really struggling. Right. And Gordon's Gordon's going. Well, we saw it with um with RG3. His first his rookie year, he was outstanding. Now, I know he got injured, but Melvin Gordon was banged up last year and he's kind of come good. Whereas Gurley had the problem where he came in with a knee injury and looked great, and then maybe we're now seeing a little bit of the repercussions of that injury. Yep. You know, I, I don't know. I, I think there's an offensive line issue there in St. Louis, in LA, sorry. But let's get back to the Colts. The only way I can see them winning this game, they're 0-2. Andrew Luck is a fierce competitor. He oh, hates yeah. losing. He hates it, yep. I can see him 
putting the team on his back even more than he has, playing safety, getting some strips, getting some interceptions, and that's the only way they win this if he can play defense too. This is this is big. This is almost their year. Yeah, hundred percent. They're they, done. If they lose this game, they charges, are done. But they got Jacksonville and Chicago, so they've got the next three winnable games of Colts if they can get over the line. Here. Well, it's like I said about Jacksonville. If they can get the win this week and then go to London and beat the Colts, they they're looking good. Yep. If the Colts can get the win this week, go to London and beat the Jaguars. All of a sudden, they're two and two. Houston are three and one, Jeez. maybe, and then they're back in it. So, and with Andrew Luck, you've always got a chance. Always. How it's, it's exciting, isn't it? It's, uh, it's week three, but Jesus, it's so much speculation. You can get excited about everything. That's a great. quick shout out to Philip Rivers, model oh, of consistency. He mate. just every year he's been doing this for for twelve years now. Every year he does this, and I'm glad. I hope, I hope they can be good, but they need pieces. Interesting to see Joe Bosa still hasn't played. Rumors he'll play this week. I I just want I surely really as a D end, <laughs> he's only a D end, and I'm not putting down defensive linemen. They're exceptional oh, man, athletes, come after you and they're they're <laughs> mean dudes. But it's not hard to learn. You can't if you know how to play D line. You know how to, you yeah. get him. Hey, you're lining up in the B gap this play and rushing that. Surely they can get him in for a few plays like that. He's he's the third pick in the draft. Like get him reckon, in there it could help. I reckon they leave him on the just suit. You're in a bit of a punishment. Yeah, just say get stuff, mate. Sit on your ass. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see what happens with that. Uh, the last afternoon game, we've got the Pittsburgh Steelers going to the Philadelphia Eagles. A battle of of. Two and O's, yep. and we didn't discuss the Monday night game. Carson Wentz looked pretty good against a completely banged up um, Bears defense, yeah, but it, with all due respect to Wentz, he has looked as good as we're giving Dak Prescott all this rave. He's looked as good as Dak Prescott oh, the first yep. two weeks as well. Neither of them had interceptions, so he's one. He's the his first quarterback ever in his first two weeks to win both games and not have a turnover. Yep. I think he's I think he's been phenomenal. It's impressive. Hasn't it? yep. Do you reckon the Browns are kicking themselves? You would probably think so. <laughs> <laughs> they would have they would have taken Goff though. <laughs> well, yeah, they probably would. But if look, for them if Cody Kessler comes up, he's okay. Yeah, yeah true. look, but I look, I think the Eagles have sort of surprised us a little bit. They I thought their defense would be really good. Now, let's not let's not go too quick on them. They've beaten the Browns and the Bears. Yeah. So no, that's right. So this is the one. This is the This is what I want to see. Yep. And again, it's another question answerer. We're gonna know where Philadelphia stand. Their D line and it's what I expected them to be with Jim Schwartz as the D coordinator, a coach I have a ton of respect Absolutely. for. He did it at Detroit, yep. he did it at the Buffalo Bills, and now he's doing it at Philadelphia. I think he's a great defensive coach. Uh and I think that defense, Fletcher Cox, is playing outstanding. The, the the rush ends have looked great. Uh, I think they're all looking really good. Connor Barwin is playing really well for them. This, But this Pittsburgh offense is something they haven't seen yet. You think the Browns, you know, they scored a few points on them. Yeah. The Bears didn't do anything. This isn't Jay Cutler and the Chicago Bears coming in. No. This is a powerhouse. Yep. They have... Arguably the best receiver in the NFL in Antonio Brown. They don't seem to be missing Bryant at all. Nope. Guys are picking it up for him. Uh, their offensive line is big and mean, and they can run the ball. And D'Angelo Williams is the best second running backup running back in the NFL by Did far. You see his comments about them calling him old man. He's, he, he doesn't care. He didn't care. He loved it. He just wants to win. They're... This is a guy who played in Carolina and never had success there. He just wants to win football yeah. games. He's playing for barely any money. Yep. And he runs it's, 
Like he's a $10 million a carry running back. Yeah. He is getting it done. Antonio Brown hasn't had a great start of the year. So first, he, year, first week he was good. Last week he was so struggled. He, he's going to explode. But this is what I like about the Pittsburgh Steelers. Antonio Brown had a down week. I think he had four receptions for 40 yards or something. Yep. He, had a, he had a down week. Yep. But Roethlisberger didn't. No. He played just as well. He just That offense is a great system. Charles Haley has made that system so good. I, I, I can't see Philly winning this game. Look, the only way you look at their defensive comparisons, the passing yards that they allow, the Steelers allow, allowing three, nearly 350 yards, passing yards. Yep. They played Andy Dalton, who's... A the, good quarterback. Good, he's got the most yards. In and the Kirk Cousins went, went junk time on him as well. Although you got to, This is the thing with passing yards now. It's so easy to get yards. Yeah. I'm not putting down the quarterback position, but we just saw a third-string quarterback from New England go in and win a game. We, we, we've seen Jimmy Garoppolo throw for 300 yards. Like it's You throw a screen pass, you actually only throw on the ball two yards. Yeah. But you get Dak good Prescott blocks. is a prime example. He, he's, he's, no, he's not better than Tony Romo. I know everyone thinks he is, but he's not. No. And he's looked every bit as, as yep. competent as Romo in these first two weeks because of the way the rules are designed to allow NFL quarterbacks to do what they do. That's the bottom line. So these so hard to to analyze yeah, yeah. passing stats now because you look ten years ago to now, the difference it looks like a different competition, a yeah. different game, and that's rule changes and quarterbacks getting better, yep, and coordinators getting better yep. too. So yeah, look, no, you're right, but you are right. They do give up passing yeah. yards, and Carson Wentz has been able to accumulate passing yards. I so. Think- yeah, and this is a big test for him because they. Do you think the pressure? I think the Pittsburgh pressure might be a bit. Better than the Bears and absolutely. the Browns. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. They'll come after him, and this is a this is a good test for him to see if he's all show or if he actually is the good quality quarterback that the Browns didn't think he was. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I'm I'm predicting see. Pittsburgh win this, similar to how they beat the Redskins week one. But I don't think Carson Wentz is going to disgrace himself. I think he's going to look so either, he's, no. he's, he's going to look like he belongs. Yep. He'll probably throw a couple of touchdowns, but I think he'll make a couple of mistakes. And they'll put pressure on him yeah. you know, there, and they'll get a couple of turnovers. So I, I think the Steelers as well. Yep. The last game, we have the, the Sunday night game. We've got my Dallas Cowboys hosting the Chicago Bears. Let's just keep in mind, the Chicago Bears lost four defensive starters last week, including their middle linebacker and their outside linebacker and their starting corner. So that's not good news for an already pretty average Bears defense um, they also lost their really good second-year defensive lineman, Goldman. So they've lost four defensive starters. He's their nose tackle. He's the catalyst for stopping the run for them. It's not a good week to come up against this Cowboys O-line, who I know that the stats don't show what they did last week to the Redskins in the running game, but they dominated that game yeah. on the ground. They dominated it physically. So they're going to go in and, and try and do that to Chicago. Absolutely. They'll, I think Zeke Elliott, he'll have a massive game. Um which again, you say it's a big game, but against Chicago D, you, you know, do you take it? But it might be the kickstart that he needs to come up against the weak defense it's, to well, get his. He might get two hundred rushes. I'll give you an example. In Demarco Murray's rookie year, he struggled, and he was a second round pick. He certainly didn't have the the hype of oh, Zeke yeah. Elliott, but he was expected to do a bit. 
against the LA, the St. Louis Rams they were then. He ran for 240 yards against them and then ended up going on to have a huge season and, and look fantastic and kind of set up his career, yeah. really. That will come at some point. And sometimes, yeah, you, you need to get against a team where your O-line goes, we're going to beat the crap out of them, Zeke. You know what? You get behind. You know, yeah. Big Tyron Smith standing there going, I got Leonard Floyd here. He weighs half me. Yeah, he's got some feet, but let's see him try and get out of the way of me when I want to push him. Get behind my ass and follow me follow because him. we're going to crush these guys. Yep. I feel like they've used Alfred Morris really, really smart. They haven't used him. They haven't put him in situations where he needs to get 40 yards. They've put him in the short yardage. They've used him as a, as a change of pace. They run different plays with him in. I feel like he's important to this offense as well. Uh, absolutely. Um, I think you'll see Dak have his first turnover this week. I, I can't see him going three weeks. He'll make a mistake, I think. But I think the Bears, no Jay Cutler as well. They're going to start Hoyer, which yeah. who knows, might make them better. Their offensive line is in shambles. Um, but then you go there playing against a Dallas D-line who couldn't rush into the SCN offices. Like, let's be honest, they're terrible. Yeah, it's... I Look, there's, there's questions about this game and, I, uh, you know, Zeke's... They've questioned his, his patience. His father has also questioned whether he can handle being a superstar in the NFL. Yeah, we'll leave Zeke to work out what he can handle, right. Dad. You just yeah. keep, no need for it. Stay out of it, Dad. Can't stand yeah, people I'm like pretty that. Pretty sure his dad will be asking to buy a new house for him. Yeah, too, exactly. Right? But I, look, I think I think the Cowboys will get the job done. Their third down conversions nearly sixty percent. So that's a great. It's, you know, because because of their O line strong, and they they are in short. They're short. They're short, third and four, third and five, so third and six. They the just run's get them. an option. You know, yep. they're not in third and longs where it ha- they have to pass. And Dak's getting more confident. Uh, even, saying that he's going to have a turnover for me isn't saying that he's going to be bad. He might just have a. He, he's going to have a bad throw sooner or later. You can't. You're not going to go the whole. Peyton Manning never went a whole season like that. You know, yep. Aaron Rodgers throws picks. Everyone does. Yeah. But I think he's getting confident and more confident every week. If she, if the Cowboys can't have this Bears defense, this Bears team with their backup quarterback missing a ton of good defensive players, if they can't get this win, then I, I they can't win the division. Well, yeah, because the division's wide open with the Giants and the Eagles are two and zero. If so. they win this game, I can see the Eagles losing to Pittsburgh. Yep. And I I don't think it will happen. But there's no reason the Redskins won't beat the Giants. No. Because it's a division game, and yep. the NFC East, you never know. No, you never know. It's just the way it goes. So I can see the Cowboys being tied for the division lead with you know with two and one by the end of by the end of Sunday night. So there's a lot riding on this game, and these are the games you have to win, you have to and win. you got to put them away early. Yep. Get three touchdowns. None of this field goal crap on the no, first three series. Not. You get up twenty-one zip, and you ride this game out. Zip half time. Yep. And then. Keep the Bears' defense on the ground as long as you can. Run, run, run. So. And just and just keep Hoyer on the bench feeling crap at himself. And you'll be jumping up off the couch when Zeke runs for 170 yards. <laughs> well, I hope he gets 170 yards. Look, um, there's the Falcons Saints on Monday night. We'll discuss that on our Monday show. Just quickly, though, that's a division game. It's at the Saints. Uh, the second-ranked offense versus the eighth-ranked offense. And I think the Saints are a bit better than that. They had a really bad week last week yep. against the Giants. So we'll discuss that Monday night. Um, sorry, our Monday night after after the Sunday sled of games. And we'll get a bit more in detail with that. But that looks like a cracking matchup, a division game on a Monday night. It's And in a dome, it's going to be – the ball's going to be aired out. 
It's uh, the 31st ranked defense versus the 29th ranked defense. So no and def- the first versus the fourth ranked passing attack. Yep. This is going to be... I think there'll be about 4,000 yards thrown this game. <laughs> I think I've got the, uh, on Mad Bookies, I've got the over 53.5 points at something like 299. Oh, you take that. I'm taking about 20 bucks on that, so <laughs> I'm liking that. Um, yeah. Look, we'll be back Monday, hopefully... Hopefully we'll have Coach Rashad back. We'll, we have I don't to, know. Did they do Matilda on a Monday night? We'll have to check the theatre uh, schedule and make sure there's... I think Richie likes us to call it the Tharta. Tharta. The Tharta. Oh. He's very uh, posh these days. Look, hopefully we can get the three of us back together. It'll be lovely. I'm finding it difficult to just having to jump between host and, and guest and what, host though, and you, guest. You have been the rock, the glue <laughs> of this program, James. You are absolutely... You're on the buttons one week. You're on the chair the next week. You've been outstanding, mate. Look, it's kind of what I do for the Croydon Rangers as well. I I play centre. I play guard. I play a bit of D-line. I'm just – I carry people. Yeah. My shoulders just never seem to get sore. Just a – Athlete, strong athlete. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. Let's, let's slow down with the athlete talk, all right? No <laughs> I just get in the way of people. Like. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, uh, thank you for downloading the SCNFL podcast. I'm, I'm James, your host today, and we're joined by Chris Bryan, who's at Chris Bryan82, yes. and I'm at Jartha6594. Um, if you want to follow Coach Rashad after him letting us down again today, it is Richie03. Um, thanks for downloading, and we'll check in with you all on Monday. Thanks a lot. For more SEN America podcasts, head to sen.com.au. To keep up to date with the latest American sports news and interviews from around SEN, follow SEN America on Twitter at SEN America and on Facebook at facebook.com slash SEN America. You're getting ready to go out. You want to get in the mood. There's a playlist for that. You move to the beat. You trip over the dog. You're not dancing anymore. You open the Medibank app and find a physio. We live in an on-demand world, and now your health insurance comes on demand too. Download the new Medibank app today.